going on everybody? So, this is a uh, kind of a journal exercise here. Might release this as a podcast. <clears throat> Depending on how well it goes and that, you know how it goes. So, the interesting thing that I really become aware of when it comes to, uh, Life is that there is this uh, need, especially for some people, not all people, maybe not even most people, but enough people, there's this need to make a name for yourself, to be important to the world or to someone. But what I've come to understand is that actually that's not really such a good thing. Um, and I'm kind of an, an exercise, a thought exercise to get you to understand why this is. So, um, so basically the exercise goes along the lines of, so imagine that you are some super important, powerful person. The world revolves around you, like you do the things that you do and that, serves the world in some way that keeps the world in balance. Yeah, imagine like you're some superhero or something, right? So what happens if as this super powerful person that you are, you made a name for yourself. Imagine that somehow in some way, God forbid, something happens to you and where is the world left with? Um, and the answer is the world is gone. There's no... Saving the world, maybe somebody else can step up to the plate from that place. But the world is now left with a catastrophe because you were the main person involved in this. Or if not the main person, then one of the main persons. So, and so it might not have been an absolute catastrophe, but because you were so important, you being gone, you end, end up dying, that ends up causing more problems for the world. And this kind of thing, right? And so, basic thought experience is, is something that I really think about because is it really important to actually have your name to mean something in some kind of way? And so now you can imagine another world, the current world that we basically live in, maybe not completely, but to a large extent, where you don't necessarily have a name for yourself, but you do contribute something. You may not realize that you do, but you do. So, and so because of your contribution to the society by the job that you do, whatever that is, or the thing that we might do, whatever that is, you are able to actually do something for the world, make a name for yourself. Even though you're not necessarily going to be the most popular person in the world, you're not going to be the most known person in the world. You're not necessarily going to affect world events by your own actions. Absolutely. But by you doing what you do, a little part of the world is made a little better. A little part of the world is made a little bit safer. And this is why I find that the answer is not to 
increase one's power. It's to understand the, the true power of decentralizing. So this is a deep topic for a, a couple of episodes, honestly. But um, the power of decentralizing is basically having mass amounts of people doing these different things, all contributing to an end goal world, as you see it now, uh, with its technologies, with its ability for mass uh, feeding and food, you know, starvation is, is something of the past, I think of the past in, in, in these areas and stuff like this. And poverty is a, and a de- on a decline and things like this, right? Uh, starvation, uh, poverty is, is somewhat on a decline. Of course, it, it has increased since COVID, but a lot of that has more to do with the overreaction from COVID, to be honest with you. But anyways, that's another episode. Anyways, and so because of that, because all are contributing to the one, no one person may not necessarily affect the one ent- entirely, but one person affecting the one does affect the one to a, certain, to a small degree. That small degree, if it wasn't there, would affect the one less so in, so, in different ways or whatever. Um, and so the, the beauty to me about what we have, especially now it's increasing is that sure, you might not necessarily be able to control massive amounts of things. And I think this is something that's going to become something that's, uh, very, very much something that is going to be less and less possible as time goes by it's already starting it's happening it's already declining as far as that goes but you may not be able to so and so you may not be able to control massive amounts of uh, resources and things but because by doing the control that you can do you are able to affect the world as you are and by multiple people doing the same thing or similar things they're able to affect the world as they are um, and so instead of having one firefighter do everything in the in the entire world in some way, imagine imagine like you had um, this magical firefighter who was ter- teleporting everywhere and who could teleport to multiple places at once. He had superpowers and this kind of thing. And then imagine one day something happens, something really really bad happens, and this one firefighter fighter dies. What happens? The fires will never get fought by this one firefighter, but be, and so because there are so many firefighters in this way, one person changing jobs or going on pay, vacation is not necessarily going to change things all that much for the worse. And so, sure, you may not be able to make your presence known, world. Uh, through world renown or whatever, but you might also, but because you this is true, you can also, um, it's also less difficult to create catastrophes in your wake. This is why it's so important to have decentralized power. Um, you know, the ability that the United States president has is kind of insane 
in some ways to me. And this isn't even really about being libertarian or anti-democratic or whatever it is. It's about noticing the problems of having one person have all this power. Uh, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but oftentimes it may work, but it also might create instabilities if it doesn't work, or if you have a president in charge who is not that good at being a president, or who dies, or whatever it is, right? And so, this is the beauty and power of decentralization, and when it comes to power, when it comes to things that are happening in the world. And this is what we're, I think, heading towards as as a, uh, as a world, really, is this complete decentralization where no one person is going to be able to destabilize the world in this way. And that's a good thing to me. That's an amazing thing. So, anyways, I think I'm going to end this episode here. And uh, I will edit of this and I will talk to you in the next episode. And so, to continue this, I think of kings back in the day, right? Most of, most of the time, kings had uh, like 99% of the power, if not more, right? And so, what a king basically says goes. And so, like, if you disagreed with the king or if anything like this happened, you would be put in a dungeon. You know, There'd be all kinds of chaos around this. And so if the king dies, there's all kinds of destabilization that happens to the country. And uh, especially if there's no successor to the throne, this is kind of like what the Game of Thrones is kind of about. Like if you watch the show, which I, I, I like the books a little better, honestly, but that's a different episode. Um, you know, whenever George or, or Martin's ever going to write the next books, I have no idea, but I don't think it's ever happening at this point. Anyways, it's another episode. <laughs> So, anyways, the um, point is that because of these problems of kings, power centralized in this way causes problems. It creates creates destabilizations, and the king, because he has such centralized power, has no motivation, no incentive to decentralize power. Because if he decentralized power, he keeps himself from being... He now is less meaningful to the process um, in this kind of thing. And this is the uh, where this book is coming from. This book that I've, I've talked about in an episode, I did a book review on it. It's called, what the hell is it called? Oh, God, I can't believe it. I can't believe I forgot the name of it. It's a good book, though. I did, an, I did a re- episode on it. Um, what was it called? Oh, Why Nations pa- Fail is, is what it's called. And I want to do... And there's another one that I'm reading as well, which is really interesting. It's called At the End of Power. Anyways. And so... But because we have a system where the president does not hold 100% of the power, probably close to like 51% of the power or something, if the president is unstable, it's still very, very bad honestly uh, it is still very problematic I mean we had a lot of this with um, some certain presidents in the past that we don't want to mention because we don't want to get too political here that's not really the point of this episode the point is to show you the value and power of decentralization 
within power structures and within reality itself, right? Because we decentralize things to such a degree, we're able to have more stability as a society. So the way that I think of it as well is in tribes, right? So imagine that you have, you live by yourself. You have to do everything yourself. You have to do all the hunting. You have to do all the ki- killing. You have to skin the thing that you hunted. You have to build a shelter for yourself. You have to find all the firewood. You have to find all the water that you need, all the food that you need in whatever the form that's going to take, whatever that is. You have to do all of this yourself. It's going to take up like most of your day. But if you have 10 people with you and you're in a tribe, somebody could do the hunting, somebody could do the cleaning of the animals, somebody could do the the uh, tracking, or no, somebody could uh, do the cooking, somebody could build the shelters, somebody could do, you know, and so the power is more decentralized in these tribes. And so that keeps building and building and building until now one person is doing one specific kind of hunting and it takes less time to do things and of course automation plays a huge role into this as well um to a certain extent as well because now you can do even more in less time and a lot of a lot of people have problems with automation. We can get into that for sure because a lot of it isn't necessarily as decentralized as it could be. Um, but <clears throat> because you're you're not the only one responsible for being in the meat packing plant that you're in, if you, God forbid, have an accident happen to you, meat can still be delivered from this plant to the people around you and to you this kind of thing uh and so like this is the beauty and power of decentralization to me it's so amazing that we can actually have a society where you know no no one person necessarily affects the society to extreme degrees in most cases but the effects they do have does stabilize society just a little bit more and just a little bit more and the more people you have in this way the more you can just the more you can actually stabilize societies in this way um and the more that we can learn how to use resources more efficiently and things like this um there's a, there's a book that kind of goes into a lot of this it's called the ultimate resource talking about the mind and how powerful it is to create these different kinds of things that have uh basically made our uses of resources more efficient made our gathering of resources more efficient things like this um and so yeah i i really don't know if i just just wanted to kind of do this as an episode to just kind of get you to see maybe a a different kind of point of view on this one so anyways hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk to you on the next one